Chapter Seventeen of *The King of Elfland's Daughter* by Lord Dunsany. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen: The Unicorn Comes in the Starlight. The winter came and whitened the roofs of Earl and all the forests and uplands. And when Orion took his hounds afield in the morning, the world lay like a book that was newly written by life for all the story of the night before lay in long lines in the snow here the fox had gone and there the badger and here the red deer had gone out of the wood the tracks led over the downs and disappeared from sight as the deeds of statesmen soldiers courtiers and politicians appear and disappear on the pages of history even the birds had their record on those white downs where the eye could follow each step of their treble claws till suddenly on each side of the track would appear three little scars where the tips of their longest feathers had flicked the snow and there the track faded utterly they were like some popular cry some vehement fancy that comes down on a page of history for a day and passes leaving no other record at all except those lines on one page and amongst all these records left of the story of night orion would choose the track of some great stag not too long gone and would follow it with his hounds away over the downs until even the sound of his horn could be heard no longer in earl and over a ridge with his hounds he and they all black against red remnants of sunset the folk of earl would see him coming home and often it was not until all the stars were glowing through the frost often the skin of a red deer hung over his shoulders and the huge horns bobbed and nodded above his head and at this time there met one day in the forge of narl all unknown to orion the men of the parliament of earl they met after sunset when all were home from their work and gravely narl handed to each the mead that was brewed from the clover honey and when all were come they sat silent and then Narl broke the silence, saying that Alveric ruled over Earl no more, and his son was lord of Earl, and telling again how once they had hoped for a magic lord to rule over the valley and to make it famous, and saying that this should be he. And where now, he said, is the magic for which we hoped? For he hunts the deer as all his forefathers hunted, and nothing of magic has touched him from over there, and there is no new thing and oth stood up to defend him he is as fleet as his hounds he said and hunts from dawn to sunset and crosses the furthest downs and comes home untired it is but youth said guhick and so said all but thrall and thrall stood up and said he has a knowledge of the ways of the woods and the lore of the beasts beyond the learning of man you taught him said guhick there is no magic here nothing of this said narl is from over there thus they argued a while lamenting the loss of the magic for which they had hoped for never a valley but history touches it once never a village but once its name is a while on the lips of men only the village of earl was utterly unrecorded never a century knew it beyond the round of its downs and now all their plans seemed lost which they made so long ago and they saw no hope except in the mead that was brewed from the clover honey to this they turned in silence 
now it was a goodly brew and in a while new plans flashed clear in their minds new schemes new devices and debates in the parliament of earl flowed proudly on and they would have made a plan and a policy but oth arose from his seat there was in a flint-built house of the village of earl an ancient chronicle a volume bound in leather and in it at certain seasons folk wrote all manner of things the wisdom of farmers concerning the time to sow the wisdom of hunters concerning the tracking of stags and the wisdom of prophets that told of the way of earth from this oth quoted now two lines that he remembered on one of the aged pages and all the rest of that page told of hoeing these lines he said to the parliament of earl as they sat with the mead before them at their table hooded and veiled with their night-like tresses the fates shall bring what no prophet guesses and then they planned no more for either their minds were calmed by a certain awe that they seemed to find in the lines or it may be the mead was stronger than anything written in books however it be they sat silent over their mead and in early starlight while the west still glowed they passed away from Narl's house back to their own homes grumbling as they went that they had no magic lord to rule over earl and yearning for magic to save from oblivion the village and valley they loved they parted one by one as they came to their houses and three or four that dwelt near the end of the village on the side that was under the downs were not yet come to their doors when white and clear in the starlight and what remained of the gloaming they saw hard-pressed and wearied a hunted unicorn coming across the downs they stopped and gazed and shaded their eyes and stroked their beards and wondered and still it was a white unicorn galloping wearily and then they heard drawing nearer the cry of orion's hounds end of chapter seventeen the unicorn comes in the starlight.